When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, we talk an awful lot about the color of the water in our botanical method aquariums, don't we? I mean, it makes sense because the color is truly one of the big aesthetic attractions of these types of systems. However, there's another issue. I don't even want to call it an issue. There's another thing, <laughs> which is quite common in botanical method aquariums, a sort of haziness that occurs in the water, particularly in the earliest phases, botanical-laden aquariums seem to have this haze that is sometimes slow to clear. So what causes this? Well, part of this haze is no doubt due to the breakdown of the leaves, the seed pods, whatever, etc. that we use. Surface dirt, lignin, sugars, and other compounds is bound up in the tissues and the multifaceted structures of the botanicals gets released into the water upon the initial submergence. And the fact that many of us tend not to use a lot of chemical filtration media in our tanks might have some impact on that as well and why it comes into, you know, comes into focus, so to speak. Now, all these materials begin to decompose, and as they do so, they release many of their constituent chemical components into the water, which, of course, has a visual component that we all see. So is this a problem for our aquariums? I don't think so. It's not a problem in my experience, but I suppose that it could be. I mean... If you have a significant quantity of organic materials, you know, bioload accumulated in your tank, water quality could be degraded by stuff decomposing in there. Makes sense, right? Concerned about what that haze or cloudiness means for the water quality of your tank? Well, do some water quality tests. Nitrate, nitrite, phosphate, ammonia. See what's going on. Uh, now, another reason for this haziness could just simply be a burst of microorganism or bacterial growth, which impacts the visual clarity as populations multiply rapidly in this fertile environment of a botanical system, you know, with all this organic material supplied by the decomposing matter on which these life forms feed. Now, I have on occasion placed a few drops uh, of water under a microscope early in the life of several botanical style tanks that I had, and I did see quite a bit of microorganisms swimming around there. Now, I'm not a biologist, so I was hard pressed to make any specific uh, identifications, and I can't make any conclusive statements about density or diversity of the life forms I saw swimming around in my samples. I'd be a little amateur. But that being said, I, in most of these samples, I saw something swimming around in there. So that's a good thing. Generally, I found that the sort of cloudiness will typically clear, or at least that type of cloudiness, will typically clear after a week or two, as that sort of tug of war between bacteria and other microorganisms achieves a sort of equilibrium. At this point, I should mention that you could intervene in this if you want to. Uh, you can perform water, water, you know, larger water exchanges. You can employ chemical or very fine mechanical filtration media, etc., whatever. Personally, I've learned over the years not to let this stuff phase me. I suppose I'm so deep in my own mindset about letting nature do its thing that I don't do much to combat it at all. Once the initial microbial haze phase, as we call it, seems to pass, there's other aspects to water clarity, which will continue to emerge. And I think that these aspects are similar to what we observe in nature. For example, 
I've noticed that in many of my aquariums, particularly those with certain types of wood like mangrove or Mopani wood or spider wood, you'll get more of this patina of color to the water. And again, I'm in the realm of speculation here, but I can't help but wonder if certain wood and botanical materials and leaves have a greater content of organic materials or more readily release these materials into the water because of their structure, you know, lignans, tannins, all that kind of stuff. One of my friends happily calls this flavor, and this moniker makes sense when you think about it. And I think that this is a really interesting phenomenon, which is distinctive to our botanical style, you know, black water or brackish, you know, type of aquariums. To accept it is a choice, and it definitely requires the adoption of a mindset shift to appreciate that this is very similar to what we see in many of the natural aquatic systems that we attempt to replicate. You can look at all those pictures and it'll calm you down a little bit. It really will. Of course, an aquarium is not an open natural system and there are fundamental differences between the two. However, to see some of the processes, the aesthetics and what we call functional analogies, i.e. the way materials break down, redistribute within the tank and how the aesthetics and the water chemistry are affected by water exchanges and all that stuff. When we see that stuff take place in our aquariums, we can't help but think that we're sort of onto something here. Actually, we've talked about it a lot here, but I think it's something that's going to always come up in our little hobby specialty. As new people come in, they always see these things and ask questions because they don't have a point of reference. At this point, even though it sounds a bit redundant, let's just sort of summarize what contributes to this stuff one more time. The reality is that, in my humble opinion, many of the causes are biological in nature. In the case of our botanical method aquariums, the cloudiness could also be caused in part, at least in part, by the dissolving or the breakdown of the botanicals themselves. In other words, they're actually releasing their constituent components into the water. Now, most plants or plant parts, such as seed pods and stuff like that, are comprised of materials like lignin, uh, cellulose. Why did I say lignin? Lignin. I said lignin. That sounded funny. Lignin, cellulose, uh, and all that kind of stuff, constituent sugars, starches, and all that good stuff. And because of this composition, they'll release these materials into the water column as they break down. Now, this haziness in general may be a tip-off to some other issues in the aquarium. And as we all know, it can usually be caused by a few factors. Uh, and, and, you know, let's talk about those because those are different than the good, I call them the good factors of botanicals breaking down. Uh, you can have things like improperly clean substrate or decorative materials, you know, dirty driftwood which creates a haze of micro-sized dust particles which float in the water column indefinitely. We've all done that. We've not washed sand or gravel or whatever sufficiently and you get cloudy water for a while. Kind of sucks, but eventually it goes away. Of course, bacterial blooms, which would be typically caused by a heavy bioload in a system not capable of handling it. In other words, a new tank that's not fully established and has a full complement of livestock and living organisms. Then number th the third thing could be algal blooms, which can both cloud and color the water. And usually that's caused by excessive nutrients and too much light for a given system. Typical combination, right? And then, of course, there's that overall catch-all, poor husbandry, which results in overfeeding, heavy decomposition, and more bacterial blooms and biological waste affecting the water clarity. And this, of course, is a rather urgent matter to be attended to, as there's possible serious consequences to the life in your system if you don't handle it. And curiously enough, though, the remedy for hazy or cloudy water in virtually every situation is similar. Water exchanges, use of, you know, chemical or biological filtration media, like, you know, activated carbon or whatever, and reduce light in the case of algal blooms, improve husbandry techniques, you know, better feeding practices, more frequent maintenance, and perhaps most important, the passage of time. 
Of course, with the haziness or cloudiness caused by our technique or application of botanicals, it's a slightly different story. These are sort of natural consequences of what we do. And to sort of make the effort to fight them, I think it's counterproductive, personally. In nature, we see these types of water characteristics in a variety of habitats. While they may not conform to everybody's idea of beauty, there really is an elegance, a compelling vibe, and a function to this. Fish don't care that their water's tinted, a bit turbid, and sometimes downright cloudy, as long as the other environmental characteristics of the water are satisfactory. As we've discussed a lot lately, we're absolutely obsessed with the natural processes and aesthetics of decomposing materials and sediments and all that kind of stuff in our aquariums. And of course, this comes with a requirement of us to accept some unique aesthetic characteristics. It's almost like our idealized aesthetic perceptions, what we feel water should look like in an aquarium, have conditioned us as a hobby to sort of gently disregard what it truly looks like in the natural habitats from which our fishes come from. So regardless of what causes the haze in your aquarium, keep a clear focus on what's really important, the health of your fishes above everything. That will dictate what, if any, action you choose to take. Quick thought for today. Stay dedicated. Stay thoughtful. Stay observant. Stay patient. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tenon Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.